Micah, you sound less uh, less epic yeah. this week. What I what happened? I got yeah, the regular voice back. You know, I had to uh, yeah. stop uh, eating molasses before I hopped on the call. Unfortunately, wait. Do uh, we drop him now? Do are we going to pick another host then? Because <laughs> I thought he was going to keep the voice. I don't know. I that, this breaks the contract. I think. Uh, well, I'll see y'all later. Um, it's been nice <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> but uh, I did yeah. get this. I did get this, guys. Here we go. Wait a second. Uh, yeah, okay. I love Fanders in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am joined, as always, by uh, the Mistress of Chaos Games boss at Giant Space, Capriano Wu. How you doing, Brie? I No, my, my title is Isometric Mama. Isometric Mama? <laughs> I'm taking that. I'm taking that, Georgia. <laughs> I like it. You can't be the Isometric Mama. That's me. That's no, me. Don't, you don't. Gotta, but you got to say it like this. I'm the Isometric Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. I think I will not say it like that today. <laughs> No. Say it like that. Go ahead. No. Say it like that. Uh, no, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that, Georgia. I, I kind of want that. Georgia, maybe if you buy a Wii U, I will I will say it like that, yeah. but not until oh. then. Yeah. We're just going to come up with like this laundry list of things that are waiting on Georgia to buy a Wii U. And then like one day she's going to buy, she's going to send us a screenshot of Mario Kart and we're all going to have to pay up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is it legal? Now, I don't know much about the Canadian judicial system, but I feel like at this point is legal for me to steal Georgia Dow's credit card and order her a Wii U. Can a lawyer out there on isometric writing this tweet, tweet me the answer if it's yes. Please do that. I'm pretty sure anything is legal in isometric land, so we can also <laughs> like true. tweet the prime minister and ask him for permission. He seems pretty cool. I, I'm so. going. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Justin Trudeau, he would exonerate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy the damn Wii U, George <laughs> Dow. <laughs> Buy it. So, so I guess I guess we should take this opportunity to introduce uh, senior editor at iMore and psychotherapist and uh, famed uh, Wii U abstainer Georgia Dow. How are you doing? And Georgia? vice president of Giant Space Cat. I love Fanders in the moonlight. <laughs> Georgia, your that's, voice got so deep. That, that's my only comment. That's going to be my answer to every question. Oh, so, no. so Georgia, our isometric <laughs> fandas uh, wanted to know: like, are you accepting a vice presidential position at Giant Space Cat? Am I getting a certificate? I will print you a certificate. <laughs> you get a, I will accept if I get a certificate, and I will stick the it on my wall. The way our employment contra- uh, contracts work is I oh, get no. the dagger of orthos, and oh, I gosh. drag it across <laughs> my hand, and then I put that you have to put your blood on it, and then <laughs> and then it's binding for for a period of nine thousand ninety nine years, like Scientology. That's how it works. Oh, I thought, I thought we just went into like this, the world of divergent for a second there. I was working, worried. Working, we working for Brie is like Scientology. It is. We we follow the principles of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> right. I saw the HBO documentary and nothing went wrong. 
No. Zinu's name be praised. I totally hear yeah. Let's do this. Oh, my Lord. What? I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I want that certificate. I'm going to frame connection. it. See, Steve, your problem is you're not clear, Steve. That's your freaking problem. Okay. If you listen to the teachings of Brianna Wu, which don't cost much, we will get to you. We will, we will bring you up to Thetan level one. I hope we don't have any Scientologists. Yeah, I I don't know that I want to be at Thetan level one. I think I'm pretty happy at like Thetan level five where I am right now. So is that how it goes? Wait, does it go up or down? I thought it goes, you know, like DEFCON five to DEFCON one. No, no, no. This this is sounds and then like Elron Hubbard, when I die, we will find new Brianatology ranks that are even higher that mankind didn't know about before. So since since I'm your number since I'm your number two in the company, what what I I get like right like right to the top, no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good to this. Let's no, do this. like, Brianatology requires someone with no <laughs> ethics, and you're the first person I thought of, George Adele. <laughs> oh, that's, Bri- that's... The Church of Brianatology? The oh. Church of Brianatology. I mean, we know how she feels about, um, you know, the, the, the Georgia Dow uh, violence in gaming. That's right. That so, Georgia yeah. Dow violence out there in games. <sighs> Very upsetting. Very upsetting. Uh, so, so we also have uh, senior editor at Newsy and uh, ex zombie Micah Sargent. How you doing, Micah? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm feeling less hungry for brains this week, uh, but more hungry for mischief. So I think I think I'm ready for isometric today. I, I think you need to make your voice at least fifty percent like sultrier in order for us to continue <laughs> recording the podcast. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Hello, everyone. Oh, that's better. That's better. <laughs> that is. That is. Uh, you know, I'm feeling like a real piece of meat right now. <laughs> Before, before you, your voice was a little bit more like Morgan Freeman, which was like is now a, a voice for like reading your maps, which is the coolest thing in the whole world. And you were like one step right underneath that, which is pretty awesome. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. Hey, they're not a sponsor. Don't don't no. don't do them free advertising. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. You realized you were sick last night because a thetan was invading your body, right? Oh. So oh. is that a good thing? That sounds like it could be a good thing. Sounds a little bit wild. So if you really invest in the church... Oh, that's definitely the sound of a fate. So she can record podcast! Thank you, Frank. Thank you. That was one of my disciples of Brianna Theology that just brought this to me. High Priest Frank Wu? The High Priest Frank Wu. So what will happen is you just pay me uh, a low price of $50,000 for Brianna Level 1... And we will free you. We'll teach you to see past that so bodily sickness no longer <laughs> troubles you. So wait, so $50,000 and you'll free him from his suffering? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> yes. That's exactly it, Steve. Only $50,000? This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, just, I can dig just, uh, it. You might want to look. You might want to check the Kool Aid before you drink it. Is all. Okay. <laughs> I'm having oh, a second boy. cup right now. All right, should, <laughs> should we get should we get on to this week's festivities before we completely uh, start up a whole cult accidentally? Or I guess not accidentally. I think it's pretty much on purpose at this point. This but. is our accidental. Cult is strong. This is good. That's cult true. Podcast. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> we all should. Right. We should. So so this week on Isometric. We've done it. We brought him to face justice <laughs> on this podcast. Casey Liss is coming before the isometric court. Our listeners didn't demand it, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> that dirty <laughs> rat. Right, so let, let me let me add him to the call of justice and uh, oh, I like the that. call of justice. The call. Do we boo justice. him? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so welcome to the show, uh, host of Analog right here on this fine network, as well as uh, ATP, the, the Accidental Tech Podcast, uh, Casey Liss. Bring <laughs> Casey Liss to justice, eh? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Some kind of shock that he answered that. <laughs> I know. Why did you answer this call? Bring Casey Liss to justice. <laughs> Let it be known, I am calling from my secret lair. I am extraordinarily disappointed in everyone who is not named Brianna Wu. This is unacceptable. And I'll have you know that I have completed not one, but two, almost three weeks of employment, Micah. And no one has come to take me away. That's because you're on trial now. Are you sure you showed up at the right building? I am fairly convinced because I genuinely have received one paycheck. So I'm pretty sure. It's a really, really long con. This is an impressive (laughs) and expensive long con. So I salute you if that really is true. But we all know. We all know that's not true. We all know I've been working with Georgia. And we all know that there is no chance that Velveeta could be taken from me. I alone, in my secret lair where I am sitting now, have a stockpile so large... (laughs) It it cannot be accurately measured, <laughs> much like the footballs at the, uh, at oh, the New England oh, Patriots Oh, we're stadium. going there. We're going there. Oh, Excellent. Oh. <laughs> you just lost me. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got to go record another podcast now. I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. my work here is done. Then. <laughs> so, so Casey, thank you for coming on Isometric this week. I guess I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Where does your career go from here? I mean, <laughs> where could it possibly go from coming on our podcast this week? Really, yeah. the only logical destination is world domination. So the question is, which one of you will best facilitate that effort? And and I, I will leave it up to the uh, isometric listeners to let me know that. I, I'm pretty sure this appearing on the show is destroying any credibility you're going to have for world domination, <laughs> I think is the problem. Well, that, that's the sne- sleeper attack then. See, they won't expect it. <laughs> I thought you just wanted to talk to me about Firewatch, but I guess not. No, I, what do you think of Firewatch? Are you gripping on it? Uh, I liked it a lot. Now, I, I, all kidding aside, I am not much of a gamer, and so it is a very rare occurrence when I play a video game. And, and I know that makes me wholly unqualified to have spent even two minutes and a half on this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but I know. actually, have I quite enjoyed it. Have you listened to this it. podcast? <laughs> yeah. I have, I have occasionally, and <laughs> it is made... That's a lie. That was like a total no. <laughs> no, no, I have occasionally. Plus, are, are you guys really want to talk about lying? I mean, come on. No, we're not one <laughs> to call, talk about qualifications either. So. Oh, there's that. <laughs> yeah. I'm Canadian. Canadians can't lie. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I've met Renee Ritchie. I'm not so sure that's true. <laughs> oh, oh, even Renee goes under a bus. There's a reason that I hired you. Yeah, see? I mean, Renee is still of the belief that Montreal bagels are the one true bagel, and everyone, everyone knows that's just patently untrue. Oh, uh, this might be, this might, we might have to have a bagel showdown. Casey, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How dare you? <laughs> Who do you Wait. think you are? Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> can, can you be more specific, if you please? Where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm... Again, have you listened to this show? Because <laughs> no, I, you know, I just want to know why why you would be such a a, a terrible person that you would, uh, you know, take all of isometric land in your vicious scheming hands and you would just crumple it like we're just all a bunch of, I don't know, pieces of paper or something. 
wasn't trying to be like was, like ruthless there. You you have the worst Jack Bauer impression of all time. I'm that is horrible. That is not acceptable at all. We're all very honest with each other here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good friends. Here. So yeah, yeah. Firewatch. You know, I really grooved on it. I thought um, they did some great world building, and you know, I, I know so many people on that team. I really, uh, you know, it it has a heart. Right. A lot of games don't really have a heart. And I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's going to end up being a historically important game, but it's more than worth the, you know, four hours it takes you to get through. Wait, so it's not cool to try to return it after you finish it? <laughs> no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, of course so, so Casey, what, what appealed to, to you as somebody who doesn't normally play games? What made this different for you? Uh, no, I thought it was really good because it it was fairly simple and i don't mean that uh, in in a derogatory way it it was maybe approachable is a better word for it i think that's the word i should have used it was approachable i mean i played first person shooters years and years and years ago i was huge into counter strike and and quake and and, really? and all of that yeah way back when um but it was, and so it used a lot of those same mechanics that I was used to, although it was muscles that have long since atrophied. And it was not, uh, it, well, I guess being single player was in this case kind of an advantage because I could go at my own pace. And I think I put about four hours into it. And my understanding is um, that it, maybe three is what it should have taken if I actually knew what the crap I was doing. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was good. Uh, it, I really liked that I wasn't sure which direction it was going to go if we were going to go can i spoil is our spoilers allowed uh, Light ones? If uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be very i'll be very i'll be very gentle <laughs> i wasn't sure if if it was going to go the sci-fi route with like monsters and things or if we were going to go with like uh mystery route where there's no there's no real um, unbelievable things. I was going to say fiction, but nothing's unbelievable. It's just a curious set of events. Yep. And I was trying to figure out which way we were going to go. And it wasn't obvious until near the end, which way it went. And I won't tell you which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only thing I didn't like about it is I felt like some of the story and some of the bits just seemed irrelevant when everything was over. It felt like it ended relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I quite liked it, and it was well worth both the time and the money as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I think the the red herrings are kind of par for the course in mysteries, but, you know, I, I definitely felt unsatisfied with the ending, and I think that's kind of a, a majority view. But, um, you know, I think as far – you know, we talk so much in our industry about providing experiences that aren't – you know, just violent murder simulators, right? And about mm-hmm. doing something that's different. And I think this is such a fantastic example of that, right? Like trying something new. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, I mean, it's of course I agree because I have very few data points to compare to. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, I, I do concur. And, and like I said, it was very approachable for me, which is which is something I really liked. And and I thought it was fun. I thought it was an interesting game. It was enough running around to make you feel like the world was big, but not so much running around that I just felt like I was you know running for the sake of killing time. Uh, I tried World of Warcraft years and years and years ago, and it wasn't uh, for me. Yeah. Nope. It wasn't for nope. me, and that was in no small part because I felt like it was just early on anyway. It was just work. I had to kill yeah. another board yeah. to get another coin or experience, whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. And I was doing that for like an hour and a half. And I thought to myself, if I was paying for this, I would be really upset right now. And yeah. And, yeah. and I did not get that from Firewatch. There were a couple times where I was like, oh, crap, I got to cross this entire map now. But 
it was a few minutes. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And, yeah, and I yeah. thought it was a very good balance of world building of story. And I think I'm basically repeating what you said, Brianna, but <laughs> you know, world building and story and, and mystery. And it was all pretty well balanced and approachable. I, I shouldn't have said simple before. Approachable is definitely the word. No, I was simple for. is good. I mean, I think there's this fake uh, conception in our industry that you have to be a hardcore gamer to approach a story. And uh, I think my gameplay critique of the game would be is you have to be familiar with dual joysticks you have to be familiar with like hunting for that one rock in an environment you can climb up but i think overall it was very approachable and you know simple is good it's it's an advantage i think in in gameplay so but anyway so before before we let you go casey i want to let you know you are about to enact a lifelong dream today on our podcast excellent this is this is the moment you have been waiting for (laughs) so i know like me you appreciate the song Ninja Rap by Ice. <laughs> yes, but I'm you not do? singing it with you. There's oh, no chance yes, that's happening. Are. Oh, no, I am not. Yeah. No, that is, no, I, I, no, this is not happening. Oh, this, this is your penance. This is not happening. You can't Come do this. On, you can give me a Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> oh, really? Are we really doing this? Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Oh. Okay. I, I don't even I don't even remember when the right moment is. I feel like I'm stalling. Any moment but, is the right moment. Well, you know what? You should go, Ninja. Go, Ninja, go. And you should go to the voting booth and vote for who you think is right, knowing wait, full wait, well. You're my manager. No, no, no. This this is how it works. You should you should vote for who you think is right. And if that person happens to be a write-in, because you know they are the only person capable of world dam- world domination, and their name may just happen to be Casey List, you write in that name. You vote for that person. <laughs> And you do what's right. He's I, gone rogue. This is this is bad. This is He's bad. gone ninja. This is yeah. the worst political ad of all time. <laughs> but with the best backing music ever. I think every political ad would be improved by by the ninja rap. I think Indeed. that would make all of our political discourse like way better. So, Steve, did you see the Ninja Turtle movie in yes. the 80s? Yes. I know you did. Yeah. yeah. But this was two, wasn't it? This that was two. two. Yeah, Vanilla Ice was in two. Yeah, I so saw good. both of them. So I can't good. believe you know that. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like the world's biggest Ninja Turtle fan as a kid. I was Somehow huge not into Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, you know what, Steve? Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Go, go. Ninja. Go Ninja. Thank go Ninja. Go. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Go. <laughs> wow. He just... He just, he yeah, just laughed like same. in a puff of smoke, in a puff yeah. of like ninja rap smoke. That was that was pretty That's awesome. It. That's he it. was like the ninja. <laughs> he thought that was his cue. Wow. It's his cue to go. He was just worried that you were going to make him sing again. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, which is a fair concern, to be honest. You that never know true. what's going to happen on Isometric. It's yeah. a very high-risk show, right? Are we going to have Donald Trump on next week? I wouldn't do that. No. no. <laughs> Even we have our limits, Micah. Okay, good. Georgia, I want to. I I can't go past this. I need somebody to do the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go with me this week. Okay. I I need this from you. I okay. need this from I'm you. Like, I need this. I, need I do. This. So it's Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, and okay. then the other person goes Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> oh, I could do this. I could do it's this. Very complex. I think, that, I think that I could remember these lines. Okay. Do you go first, and then I go. Or do you ninja go, and then I go after the ninja goes? I don't think it really matters. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like stalling, Georgia. You're, you're Georgia has no sense of shame. She has I, no shame. I, that's true. That's true. Got no shame in 
Wait, wait, I need it louder. For me to do this, it has to be a little bit louder. Wait, louder? Come on, let's do this. Woo! Okay, ready? Go, go ninja, go ninja, go! 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 This is still a better performance than Vanilla Ice. Go, 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 ninja, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, 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 go, 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 Okay, we have to do it all together. Ready? Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. I think we're past copyright. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Wait, 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 wait. We'll do it again. Wait, wait, wait. Go. Go, Ninja, go. Go, Ninja, go. Go, no. Georgia, we can't even do the Transformer sound at the end of the episode together. You think this is going to happen? Good work, everybody. You're never going to be a rap star, Georgia Dow. Never. Georgia's hip-hop career ended as quickly as it began. You have yeah. less talent than Vanilla Ice. Oh, That's my gosh. Ooh. I love Vanilla Ice. I think oh. Vanilla Ice is awesome. I liked him, too. Do you also like Justin Bieber? No, I like I like I like Vanilla Ice's sense of humor about the fact that he is a dead <laughs> like pop icon reference from the 90s. And like when he did this like Velveeta macaroni and cheese commercial where he's like stocking a grocery store, he's like, Yeah, this is my life. This is the choices that I made. And and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I I I think he was great. I li- I still like his songs. I'm sorry. It's true. That was a big deal back when that movie came out that he was in it. Like at the time. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Like really think about think about your life if you've done something that's like then it goes gets so popular that then people hate you. There's something to be said about that. Well, I'm still a little salty about the under pressure thing, frankly, but I don't know. Him sampling the song? Him you, you, sampling you. the song and then not like not owning up to the fact that he sampled the song. You no, totally blew me song. away with your Voyager. Oh my that, gosh. Oh I'm my so God. broken up over that. I was blown away. I was blown away. I can't like I'm I'm watching this is the first time I have watched Voyager where I like actually was paying attention to it because I my grandparents used to don't watch you it. Don't say when I was that a kid. to me, Micah. Don't no, no, you don't hey, oh, I, I you, you have I'm to remember it. that Micah is also a zygote. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love Voyager. I know everything no, no, about no. that. No, I show. love Voyager yeah. too, but like this is my first time getting into it and yeah. so as I'm watching it yeah, as I'm watching it, uh, well, I, I can't remember what I was looking up. I was looking up something, and I was reading, and then I came across, like, someone saying, I don't know, uh, well, and that whole thing between um, Jerry Ryan and uh, Kate Mulgrew, and I thought, what is? What, what are they talking about? So I went and looked it up and watched um, the actor who plays Harry Kim cry in front of an audience because he was sad that um the two that Janeway and Seven of Nine like didn't get along in real life um and yeah apparently like there was this whole thing um for one thing Kate 
felt Kate Mulgrew felt that um, bringing Seven of Nine kind of undermined the feminist message of the show uh, because Seven of Nine was uh, a kind of a I don't know she you. I have so much to say about this. She <laughs> is so, not just a beautiful woman. And, right, 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 oh, right. Oh, right. And, and okay. so anyway, I mean, just really quick, and then I, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I like, I, it's your turn for sure. I just was going to say, Janeway, <laughs> or, I mean, rather, Kate was like, I don't, I don't like this. Uh, I think it undermines the, the whole thing of the show. And so she started to, like, make things very difficult for Jerry Ryan. There was one example where she actually, uh, or it's reported at least that she, um, like the, the makeup crew came in to do, um, Kate's makeup and then they like shot a shot and then it was time to do Jerry Ryan's makeup. And, um, Kate closed the door to the set and said that they didn't need to come in because Jerry looked just fine and we just need to keep going. And another time she was thumbing through a magazine while Jerry was trying to do her lines. And then, um, Kate was just kind of like you know spitting him out all all nonchalantly or whatever and i just so now every time i watch these scenes between the two of them all i can think about is the like context behind it and it makes me so sad so now brie please launch well i i've I've talked about this ad nauseum but this this really makes me angry when um i'm not saying this is her when she's angry (laughs) i'm not saying this is your argument here micah but very often uh people that tend to be dudes uh reduce seven of nine down to the fact that she is a um very endowed woman that happens to be very very gorgeous and that is true jerry ryan is extremely gorgeous but when I see the character that she played on that show, I see someone that was deadly competent, someone that was uh, trying to come back from extreme trauma and find out who she is. And I see a damned good actress mm-hmm. that did an incredible job on that show. And I know a lot of women engineers in my field that feel exactly the same way. And I am so frustrated with this uh, reductionist interpretation of her. And as far as like this feud, um, this is something I feel like I have a bit of a perspective on. Invariably, people will try to Bri say... Bree is also part machine. Well, <laughs> I am. I am. I have a, I have a Borg eyepiece. No, people try to, to, to pit me up against A, B, or C frequently in the mm-hmm. public. Uh, it happens to me on a daily basis. And, you know, it's very frustrating to try to be just having a career and having, like, members of the public, like taking parts of that and like do you know what i mean spinning their whole narrative around it Mm -hmm. and i would just urge you to consider like i have no doubt that the basis of that story is true but you know we also weren't there Mm -hmm. and we're kind of not involved with it and i'm kind of just like for me personally i know how terrible it is to be a public figure my gut is just to say, you know what? We're just going to leave him alone. So that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's that's totally fair. I think like he, I kind of would have left it alone. Uh, you know, our I I wouldn't have been so affected by having watched it had I not seen the character who plays Harry Kim basically say like this was happening and yeah, and talk yeah. about the the mm-hmm. the disagreements between the two. And I think sure. uh I absolutely agree with you. 7 of 9. So here's a weird thing and please don't judge me, but um I really 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 liked Kess. And when Kess left, what? I was like what? Kess has to leave for me to uh, like for, for 7 of 9 to come on. I thought I was going to get to have both of them on the show. I so um, wanted to trade Neelix, but anyway, 
anyways. Right. Yeah. And so I was like distraught about that. But as I've gotten to know Seven of Nine as I'm watching the show, she is incredible. I yeah. love this character. And heck yeah, she's so much more than, I mean, she's, you know, that we can cast aside that whole thing in the first place that she's like this beautiful woman because it's not about that at all. Nope. And it's it, like not, no part of like her growth as a character has anything to do with the way she looks because I just watched an episode where um, she came back on a, on a transporter, uh, like on the transporter and um, her uh, like part of her Borg uh, implants got mixed with the doctor's um, like mobile thing, the mobile emitter and it made a new Borg and yep. this character went through the same kind of evolution and it was a dude and like he didn't have any kind of thing about him, you know what I mean, that like made him look particularly attractive or whatever and all that i'm saying there is like it doesn't that has nothing to do with it the 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 look of the character has nothing to do with it i was just like thinking about um you know the two of them maybe being in disagreements off the off the set and then like seeing how they they act on on uh you know on camera they're they're both such professionals then because you know you can't really i've never sensed any tension in watching it that like existed outside of the characters so it's just like this added context that every time i'm like trying to look for it now and i'm like no micah just watch the dog on show and quit thinking about it so anyway that's the only thing that was like troublesome to me was uh instead of just getting to kind of watch the show i'm always going hmm i wonder if whenever that scene was done they like stomped out in, in opposite directions or something <laughs> anyway well i think uh you know i realize we're not voyager podcast but we should be um <laughs> uh, i i will say this you know if you if you read kate mulgrew's biography and you know like watch the captains on netflix she you know i'm an engineer and there are people out there that are actors and they are just wired in different ways than we are. I mean, Georgia, you've probably had like theater people as clients, right? Like they just, mm-hmm. they are motivated by different things. They have free association. They, they're, you know, they're just different. And I, I guess I just have to kind of say, that's kind of the way actors can be. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I, don't know if I would yeah. say that's the way that actors can be. I think that, it's a hard thing to be it's a out hard there career. and constantly yeah. be judged. And I think that our society does pit women against women. Uh-huh. And there's a huge sadness in that. And like the shocking part was for me is that I could not tell from watching. Um, exactly. Scenes, which really is a testament to both actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a sadness to that to me. Like it was really very, it was very sad that, and I think that we're getting better about, you know, forming a sisterhood among women instead of thinking that we have to compete because we truly don't. Someone else being great or fabulous or beautiful or talented or smart or funny does not take away from your qualities. And so we need to to care and support and appreciate other people's good qualities and kind of not feel that, you know, someone being good at something takes away from your own skills at it. But I, I think that it's still a really large issue and one that we do not discuss is the way that we treat other women. And uh, often, you know, you, you, you can see it like, you know, face to face, everyone's really nice. And then behind the back, it's like, oh, did you see the way that she... And so we want to really, you know, teach our girls um, that, that they don't have to feel like they're in competition with anyone. And so it was, it was, I don't know, I was so shocked. I was so shocked by that and um, saddened. And I, I hope that they've, uh, you know, worked out whatever might, might be between them so that they can both, you know, 
look back on their time there and, and enjoy. So, Georgia, that actually brings us really well into one of the topics uh, I wanted to talk to you about today. So, you know, this is a, uh, a letter that I got sent, and um, there's a lot of personal information in it. So I'm going to try to kind of paraphrase it as, uh, as best as I am, as I can. Hey, Brianna, I am a game developer. Uh, I love my job, but there are a lot of women at my company, and they can sometimes make my job difficult. This is coming from another woman. And she goes on to describe a environment at her company where she frankly has some mean girls in mm-hmm. in her department. And she, she explains kind of a, a situation where there's a pecking order, there's an in-group and an out-group. And yeah, there's frankly a lot of gossip going on there that makes it really, really hard for her to do uh, her job. And she brings up a situation where uh, basically some people came to HR with a very serious situation. And basically a lot of the women in her group ended up kind of uh, sabotaging that situation behind the scenes. So, you know, Georgia, I think something you said on Isometric a while back was talking about how um, it's really sad and it's uncomfortable. Women do get pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something you said that always sticks with me is, you know, uh, we can really be especially cruel to each other. And that that really matches my experience in the workplace. Like, I think some of the most painful things that have ever happened to me in my career have happened, you know, because of other women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... I, yeah, I think people that know my record know I speak a lot about empowering women in our field. But I just wanted to, like, what do you think about that? Like, I mean, do you agree that's a problem? Have you seen that before? I think that it's a huge problem. And I think that um, there's there's a lot of social reasons for that. So it used to uh-huh. be, so one is women are really good at the social game. So it's usually like a very, it's not like men, when they get upset at each other, they yell at each other, they swear, they beat each other up. And then there's the hierarchies reformed and everyone feels cool and it's done. Whereas women, we, we played the social game because we were not, um, you know, our role was not as fighters. It was in working in a troop and we would be together Um, have to read each other, have to gather things with each other. And so that would not have worked out for us. And so we become a little bit more taught to be a little bit more sneaky and careful and smile one way and don't be the other way. We are better at that. But unfortunately, because of that, we undermine, we um, make sly comments, things that will not be able to be called out to. And so we're not as direct with those issues. And we've been taught that you know, it's one woman that's going to be there and we're only, you know, like, and, and you can hear it from comments from people. Well, she did that better than you did that when we're yeah. like, like, like almost like if there's two girls, it's you against the other girl, which is strange because why would that like, you know, like there's, there doesn't have to be just one girl in the boardroom <laughs> or one girl there. There can be many of us and we all have different attributes. And so I think that we really need to look at ourselves. I think that people, it's very easy to look at what other people do and say, oh, that was horrible what she did to me. But we also need to say how open and welcoming are we to others. And I think that my, what I loved about the supervisor, Sandra, that I work with now is that she was right from the get-go, we were exactly the same on this. We were both had been, you know, burned by, by other women and really felt that we needed to appreciate each other and trust each other and not um, be jealous if someone is beautiful or talented or funny or great, but, you know, learn from each other and support and be able to make a welcoming environment. And I think that a lot of people can be 
um, you know, we can go through times where we're bitter or times are rough or it's difficult and, and it's because of our own hardships. And so when you see someone that's really talented or beautiful, like, ah, oh, you know, I wish instead of saying, you know, I, you know, I hate her. She's so great at that. But to say, wow, what can I learn from this? And so yeah. that we can support each other in that. Yeah. Because it's so hard to break free if you're in a situation where there are um, a group of women that have kind of formed their own clique, you become part of the outgroup. And so they bond tight, more tightly if they attack you. And so then yeah. the person doesn't want to – and I hear that it's really hard to stand up and say, you know what – that's not really cool because then you become part of the outgroup and you're going to be targeted as well. And so yeah. I understand yeah. how much courage and self-esteem and strength it takes. But that's what we need to do is we need to say, you know, wait a second or to be the person that shows compassion because some you don't know what someone else's story is. They may be acting strange, but that's because they're about to have a panic attack or because something horrible has happened to them or they might have had a really difficult life. And so you don't always see the world from another person's um, perspective. And I think that we need to. Yeah, I think um, something I see a lot, uh, especially in the game industry, which is where this woman works, is it's generational in nature, but it's also approach. It's not necessarily uh, correlated with age. Um, so when the Ellen Powell uh, sexual discrimination was going through the tech industry, I was shocked. I was really shocked to see how many women I knew and respected uh, that didn't support Ellen and didn't support what she was doing. And they would say things like, oh, well, she should have handled it this way. She shouldn't be so loud. She was making it more hard for the rest of us. And, you know, these women did tend to be older, but I think there is two different factions, right? I see a lot, especially younger women, that are coming into this industry and they're like, look, we're all in this together. We are, you know, like, this This is BS. We're not going to attack each other. If, you know, someone in our company is saying A, B, or C, we're going to have her back. Um, and I think there's kind of uh, what you were talking about, Georgia, that um, kind of approach where you're, you're, you're socialized to be the only woman there. You know, it's a challenge. It's a pecking order. And it's, it doesn't seem very healthy. So, like, for this particular woman in the situation, I mean, obviously, we can't know her life. But, I mean, would you go talk to her? Would you go, like, how would you, would you say, like, go talk to those people that are kind of being um, mean, that are kind of, you know, perpetuating this? How would you it, handle it that? It really would depend on the person, like, it's an unfortunate situation that it depends on the personality types of who you're dealing with. Um, there's certain personality types that the best thing, I remember going into a uh, lunchroom a long time ago, it was filled with doctors and one of the head doctors like, you know, took like a shot at me, like, right? Like, oh. and it was a little bit clicky and, and it wasn't a big shot, but you know, I just knew. And so I knew with her personality type, another type A strong kind of personality type, it was like a pecking order thing. So I knew to give her a shot back, make it really direct. And her, she knows we're going to do this. We're going to go. And there was immediate respect you know, all the feathers unruffled, and now we get along fabulously well. And it was, like, awesome and cool in that it was quick and it was, like, respected, which was cool to that. 
if it's a group of women that are a little bit less secure, that may not go as well. You might want to have to deal with, um, you know, separating the group similar that you would work with if you're dealing with, um, you know, a classroom and you have to try to gain back support and care. Then you want to separate the the group from itself so that you can Mm. pull some some power from it and gain some from your own. But you have to work with leverage and you have to kind of know the people to see how that would work. That's also highly effective when we talk about group dynamics and social situations. And in other cases where it's something that, um, you know, maybe the people that you're dealing with, it's something that's um, hard-grained in their personality trait. Maybe you look different, seem different. And the acceptance is something very ingrained. Then it might be best to, you know, ignore or change where you're working or deal with the field. And if it's someone that's empathic or maybe that's been hurt and that you don't think understands you and you think that you could reach, then I think that talking or being direct would be good. And then sometimes it would be, you know, going to HR. But again, all of them are different risks depending on the situation. And you want to plan a strategy and kind of think, what would be the best to get me where I want to go? It's it's just a really hard thing when you feel like you're all alone and that every day you're slowly being picked on. Well, it's hard in the game industry, especially because there are so few women there, right? So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna call up my friend later this week. We're gonna have a longer talk about this yeah. and see if we can't can I, can find I something. something. Please, you mentioned yeah. something that I think was really interesting, and there's a dynamic that's at play that I think that yeah people yeah, should please. be aware of. And you said that. When um, Ellen Powell was going through all of the um, harassment and the cases, a lot you heard a lot of women that were saying, well, that would never happen to me, and why did yep. she do this, and she's making it difficult. Yep. This yep. happens a lot, and this happens a lot um, with, with men and women. We do the, the victim blaming. And, you know, some people would say that she's not a victim. She's not. It's, it's the same situation no matter which way you play it. And what we do is that if something bad has happened to someone else and we are similar in demographic in some way, shape or form, we want to have a thought process in ourselves that would say, but I would be different. My case would be different because of. And so that happens a lot in assaults because it's such a traumatic thing that we say, well, I would have done this. So then we don't feel as worried that the same horrible story would happen to us. It makes it much easier to think that I am different. And so not, um, I don't have a chance that that would happen to me because of some reason. And it separates us from the other person. It also, though, causes us to have less empathy because then we're angry at the person instead of feeling bad for them because feeling bad for them would have a greater cost because then I'm empathizing with someone, which would mean that I am actually more like them. But that also then increases the risk to my ego that the same thing could happen to me as well. I don't know if that was clear. (laughs) No, it was. It was. It was really well said. I I think it's a huge problem. And, you know, I think it's not going to change without, uh, you know, a lot of women in our field video games. And, you Mm -hmm. know, frankly, this exists in the the wider gamer community, too. Yeah, or even not not gaming at all. And we are strong when we are together. Like, and I I don't just mean women with each other, like people, we are strong when we're together. And um, we're we're so much more similar. And, And you might see someone and they're beautiful or they're powerful, or they have a lot of money, or they came from good fortune. Um, a lot of things that we perceive as good 
can be very a, a burden to people. You know, um, if you're very yeah. beautiful, it's hard for people to right away judge you because of your looks or say that you mustn't have gotten there because you were talented. And if you were living and you were very well off or from a very powerful family, then you never really know who your friends are because they might be there for, you know, just to, to you know, get higher up because of you. And if um, you've, you've worked really hard for something, then people might feel very intimidated by that. And so there's a lot of negatives that come with good traits and we need to have a little bit more compassion instead of just judgment. I think it's, uh, you know, I know some of the women I know in the field, I know some women, they're absolutely gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous engineers. And the truth is they have a really hard time about being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's crap. Yeah. It's, it's BS. It's yeah. complete crap. Uh, you know, I think this happens a lot on the the camera facing journalism side, where you know because so much of the public just thinks you are a pretty face that's there, they don't respect the production skills or the interview skills that you mm-hmm. might have. So I guess my bottom message is like, you know, just because someone is on a podcast isometric, like don't <laughs> you know we we may be at the top of the career mountain, but <laughs> you know don't don't what's don't. that mountain made out of? Bri? Right? Oh, it's made out. <laughs> Money. It's made out of sweet money, Steve Lubitz. It's made out of pandas. Uh, oh dear. Oh, no you know, don't we're people too. We bleed and don't tear me down just because I'm on the most awesome podcast, most professional podcast in history. You see, earlier when Georgia was talking about all of those things, you know, being incredibly wealthy, being incredibly beautiful, and being incredibly uh, hardworking, I was like, Georgia's just talking about her own personal life here. It's just being really doggone selfish. That was actually Georgia's autobiography corner. Was right. that yeah. what that was? She pulled yeah. out her book and started flipping through it. None of those and things. None of those things. I was the awkward, strange kid. Like, I, you carry your childhood around with you forever, so if you were heavily overweight, you carry that person in you, and so you don't... Like, I was strange-looking with braces and, like, bad hair, and so, yeah, so that's, you know, that's who I am. Like, you know, that's why I'm quirky and strange, and and I like that of me. We like that, too. <laughs> you like that because you're, you're like my brother, that's why. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was also quirky and strange, and no, yeah. I didn't have braces though. So, anywho, uh, I, yeah. I was the coolest kid at my school. I gotta tell you the truth. Growing up in Mississippi, I fit in perfectly. It was great. That's why I'm the well balanced individual I am today. So, so you were you were the you were the coolest kid at Bible school. I I was I was. That's well, actually the name of her autobiography. That's true. That's well, true. well, wait. Let's let's just take a moment and and think, and then this will. To inspire you all. I love phantoms <laughs> in the moonlight. <laughs> Can you please give that to me for our soundboard permanently? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> We should uh, make like a like a Fanda rap with that. We have to ask Jonathan to we need go a new Fanda, shirt. go Fanda, go. <laughs> wait, do we even have? Do we have go a shirt? Fanda, Is there a shirt? Fanda, go. We're going a shirt. to. I can't yeah, wait. Of course, oh my there's God. a shirt. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have... Fanta rap. Fanta. Fanta rap. All right, we better talk about video games before we... Before Vidal Ice, like, sues us for copyright infringement. 
Good idea. That's a very good idea. So how good is uh how good is Street Fighter? Are you are you is it fulfilled all of your wildest dreams about how good the game was going to be? Or don't buy it. Don't buy it. Oh. Don't buy it. It's not worth sixty dollars. Not even close. Uh, so I want you to imagine like going and buying a house, and you go buy a house. You put down your house payment. You pay all that money for the house. And you show up, and more than a third of the house is missing. That's Street <laughs> That's Fighter really Five. Bad. There is no arcade uh, mode. There what? is no training mode. There is, like, you get a bunch of points for stuff, but you can't use it to unlock anything because that part of the game hasn't been written yet. There's no arcade mode in Street Fighter. I'm going to say that one more time. Hold there, on. There's no arcade mode? There's no arcade, no arcade mode. I don't know. There wait, are no wait, costumes. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Street Fighter, you made isometric mama mad. <laughs> That's unforgivable. No, it's a so the underlying uh, God, we God, I am so glad. <laughs> wait, wait Bree, take a moment. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. okay, so since uh, a certain someone left isometric, we've not had a lament about oversexualized <laughs> characters. So let's just go through it one more time. Oh my fracking God. <laughs> Oh, my fracking God. So Bonnie Gordon was on the show. I love Bonnie. Bonnie, you were my soulmate. You were my BFF. But I can't play with your characters because their <laughs> boobs are in my face in a way that makes me really uncomfortable. It is, oh. It's, it's, it's got to be even oh worse no. hearing Bonnie's oh, voice coming out of is. her, too. It is. It's really weird. That's exactly it because Bonnie is gorgeous. If you made her in real life, it's like, oh, my God, there's Bonnie's boob. It's going to fall out. <laughs> now, is this, wait, is this the real? Oh. I have a picture here. Yeah. And it's like she's got like a spider on her back. No, no, no. That's jury. Uh, you want Armika? Armika. Let me look. Wait a second. Yeah. Because I thought because she's supposed to be a Japanese wrestler, and, and apparently, I mean, and from what Bonnie said when she was on, that th- those are actually the costumes that the female Japanese wrestlers wear. But even so, that doesn't make it less awkward when you're when you're you're playing with her and hearing Bonnie's voice coming out of her. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Right? Oh no! Wait, right? Wait, wait is is that is is the butt thing a thing? Yes. No. Well, wait, they told yes. butt thing, right? I don't know if this is the the newest. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait. Wow. But, and the, but the face, her her face is so like young. Right. It's really disturbing. This, oh, yeah. I, ooh. Mm. <laughs> So I can't play with Armika. Like, give me a costume variant, and I would love to play with Armika. Uh, but I can't do that. Uh, you know, there's a, another new character. Her name is Lara. Um, Lara is gorgeous. She's, I mean, she's really awesome. She's fun to fight with. But it's the exact same thing. Like, her butt is in a thong, and it's in your face, and, like, it's her cleavage is there every four seconds, to a point where... I am uncomfortable with it. And, you know, it's so out of all the characters in Street Fighter, you know, the gender breakdown is pretty solid. Like Chun-Li has never been more fun to play. She's sexualized, but she's it's not that bad. But Cammy is done uber realistically and it's on her butt in again in a thong. That's three of the Street Fighter women are wearing thong costumes. So (laughs) that's what I would want to fight with. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds very, very comfortable and freeing for movement. Right. So that's why I main Karen. And it's not that I really like Karen that much. She's fun to play with, but it's the only one that I can play with and go like, I, oh, like here, Georgia, type in Karen. K 
K A R I N. See, like, it's not even a good design, but it's like, okay, at least her boobs aren't in my face. So. She's wearing like a full She's shirt. She's wearing clothes. That's where the bar is for <sighs> me right now. Man, wow. This- Army, yeah. come on. Wow, Armika's, whoa, that's like even worse. This, this. Yeah, the photos I saw are not even the same as these ones. The the boobs are like, you know, she's wearing the bra that's too small so that the boobs get the double boob thing, which, I don't know, is that like a cool thing? Is that sexy? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's sexy. I just think, buy a bra that fits you. <laughs> I don't realize thought. that people that, that's still life, like. That's life advice from Georgia Dow right there. Yeah. Very characters helpful. like this these days. So it's, yeah. you know, in between missing a lot of, like, if you were really good at fighting games, you know, the combo trainer is an essential part of it, right? And for me, um, I'm not comfortable spending a lot of time battling online until I can, like, yeah. practice. So right now, the only person I can practice against is my husband. So oh. does that make sense? It's Which like, is quite the challenge. We already, I'm sure. we already it, understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's really intimidating to play a game like this online if you're not good, too. I mean, or if I, you're not, or not even if you're not yeah. good, even yeah. if you are good, but you're not used to the system. Like right. you're going to lose a lot, and it's going to be frustrating, and it's not going to be fun, and then you're going to give up on it. Well, for me, I have Gamergate that looks at my win loss records oh, yeah, every day and tweets me taunting me with it, yeah. which is why just, would you wear pants that like your butt has holes in them for? Right? Why would you do that? I, I, right? it's a mystery, yeah. Georgia Dow. Like we I don't, don't understand. Know. We don't know. Right? They're, her boobs blind me. I can barely see. Right? Could you play that? Can you play that? No, well, you cannot. No. I want my okay. my feeling would be. Like, I would feel like, oh, my God, I would. Um, sorry, it's I'm distracted here. <laughs> That's it. Then you lose the fight because you're like, right. why did I do? What did I my just face? do? Right. Yeah. And she like does the butt smack. I'm like, why is that? Why? <sighs> but the thing, this is what really pisses me off about Armika. You know, Bonnie's voice acting of that character is so good. So she has a uh, a super move where she likes to give inspirational speeches. So you can do the taunt and hold down these two buttons. And, like, she'll keep doing a taunt. It'll build up to, like, a one-hit kill against a character. And it's so funny. Like, she... Rainbow! And it's so... Like, it's... But she sells it so much, and she would be a really fun character to play if she just put, like, if she just cover up some, you know. So, <sighs> well, I'm sure they'll take your money for an alternate costume that covers up more of her body. Well, so. I will give them money for that when they finish <laughs> developing the game, Steve. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What did you play this week? Um, so I started playing Fire Emblem, which oh. Yeah, the the new that's that's the game that everybody's you know kind of getting all excited about. I haven't gotten super far into it. I've gotten I actually played it for an hour and then I realized that I made a terrible mistake by making a boy corn. So I went back and restarted over with the girl with the girl corn because you can you can choose which which gender your main character is. And I realized that I made a terrible mistake. The body types it lets you choose two body types for each character, which is basically. Tall and less tall are yeah. the body type. But it's you like You know which one you want, Steve. <laughs> but but it's like, well, what's the point of even that? Like if you're gonna do body types and you're just gonna have tall and thin or slightly less tall and thin, what's the point of even having an option? 
I, I have to give you pushback on yeah. that. I am very tall in that kind of body. I'm not joking here. No, 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 like, no I know. It really it, pisses me off to never see super tall women represented. But yeah. it's not even super tall. It's like average. It's like average tall and like short. Yeah, but you'll see tall women more often than you will see in any video game a woman that is um, thicker or overweight. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going with that. Unless they're used as like comic relief. Or, you know, they're the bad guy. Like, there's, they would carry a bad attribute to it. Um, so, like, you could think about Bayonetta. Like, she's tall and thin. But there's very few. I don't even know besides... Um, and and that, that character is pretty androgynous, though. Yeah. We, I mean, Ori's we, not really... Ori's more of, like, a spirit Ori, animal but, type uh, of thing. Nu- Nura, Nura. Oh, Nuru, the, the, Nuru, the yeah. mother character. The mother yeah. character. Um, yeah. But th- that's not even a playable character, so I don't even think that that counts to it. It's interesting. It's kind of like um, Final Fantasy Tactics with more of a a visual novel almost element. It's getting they're, – they're clearly I'm, – again, I'm really early on in it, and they're clearly throwing a ton of characters at you a lot and starting to help you build relationships with them because the the idea is that you're this princess that was born into this one uh family but it turns out that you're actually from this other family and then they're setting up a a choice early on where you have to choose one faction or the other and then you're eventually going to have to turn on one group of the of this family of yours that you thought was your family and end up fighting against them Hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely doing, going a lot out of its way to build those relationships and it's working. It's, it's a good story. There's a good mix of characters. It's kind of hard to keep track of them all at once. And then the gameplay is uh very, very final fantasy tactics esque. <gasps> yeah, it's, it's really? a, yeah. It's, I mean, it's you played Fire Emblem Awakening, didn't you? Bye. I gotta go buy this. Yeah, it's a little. It's. I mean, it's definitely a Fire Emblem game, and that it has a lot. It's. It doesn't have the job system. It has more of the the team up system that the Fire Emblem games had, where you can have multiple characters kind of. Uh, travel together from space to space, and then one gives the other a defensive bonus or, or an offensive bonus um, when they're traveling together. And then when the characters build relationships between each other, they eventually get like support bonuses. So if the characters like have conversations with each other outside of battle, they eventually get to know each other better, and then they support each other better within battle, hmm. which is kind of an interesting system. Sorry, did I miss anything? <laughs> you were busy buying it. <laughs> I'm buying it right now. So, I, and I, I wish I had a new 3DS because the 3D looks really nice on my old and busted 3DS, but it gave me a headache from trying to trying to look at it on the old system because it's just the 3D on the old system is just not good. But I think on it's the new garbage. 3DS, it's going to look really good. Oh yeah, it is Steve Lubitz. <laughs> it's going to look great. Yeah, I, I'm sure that Camilla's boobs will look fantastic. Oh, dear. I, oh um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, they're, big they're, fan of Camilla's boobs. Mo- most of, most of the the costumes are generally reasonable. There's just this one character who's wearing like Armika style upper body coverage or lack thereof. The girl Corin armor is weird because it's full armor protection except for the inner thighs for some reason. Right, because that's what I would think. I would think yeah. wherever femoral arteries are, I'd be like, <laughs> let's not have those covered. Yeah, in Look, battle, I like my inner thighs exposed at all times. So you can <laughs> are you quit judging. You're wearing chaps. I'm saying I'm wearing chaps. Okay, well, okay. I, well no you know, you do you do you, Micah Sergeant. You do I, you. I I try to do me, um, yeah. and me is is wearing. Uh, I can't say that word. Well, uh, wait, 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 because this is what he would be saying at the same time as he's wearing them. <laughs> yeah. I love fandos in the moonlight. <laughs> oh, 
oh, just, God. I'm sorry, husband. Oh, no. <laughs> I need mental bleach. Oh, my God. <laughs> mental bleach. Um, um. I, want, I want more characters that I would love to have more female characters that are not, um, you know, showing their boobs at the same time. Like, I yeah. want some badass like evil scarred up looking like she's been through like that she's actually dressed to kick butt and that her sexuality doesn't even matter that she's female it doesn't even come into play you treat them exactly like you would a guy and they just happen to be female because we really aren't that different i want video games to exactly the same georgia i want porny Porny boob physics everywhere and half naked. And why don't you stop trying to take away my video games, you dirty <laughs> you SJW? Can, <laughs> you can have those video games. Just give me some where I don't have to feel offended. What? That, that's or offensive to while me. While I play, I want to have a game where I can have my boys play the game and not worry that they're going to believe that this is the way that strong women have to portray themselves to get attention. Um, and I have nothing wrong with sexuality, being sexual, nudity, like totally cool. But it's the portrayal of being there as um, eye candy and that your value is in how attractive you are, which I think is demeaning to men and women. Well, I was going to say, I have a message for uh, game designers out there. You know, if you're if you're looking for someone who can um, help you with your your next game design, I will volunteer to wear um, you know assless chaps, um, and then you can you know do up a character that's a dude that is not you know in in clothes, and then we can level the playing field. So, oh, Micah, I would so take you up on that for. <laughs> The, like, oh, I feel like this show hilarious. is kind of taking a turn, and I don't know quite how I feel about it. Uh, I just great. I, to try to save us, I just put a link in the robot to there. There's a an option. There's a an image that Nintendo put out of like the comparison between like male and female corn, and and it's when they're stand when she's standing straight like that. It's actually not visible and it took me like uh like maybe an hour of playing to kind of figure out that the costume was doing that but it looks like she's wearing like reasonable armor that's fairly similar to what the uh the male yeah, corn is wearing fine. also yeah that's yeah. fine yeah so it's Acceptable. only in a certain light whenever we can yeah. see the yeah it's only chaps. that she's like you know striking certain poses or or you know making certain moves that you kind of notice that something's weird about how the armor is fitted but it's not it's not bad it's not you know it's not armika or Laura in Street Fighter Five level. I mean, it's reasonable armor that looks like someone I, would fight in. I think. Are they hmm. both not wearing shoes? You don't need shoes to fight in Fire Emblem, Micah. Really? Uh, you need shoes to fight so that someone doesn't step on your toe when you're trying to slash them with a sword. From experience, how, how often have you slashed people with swords without shoes, Micah? Uh, I plead the fifth on the grounds <laughs> that I might incriminate myself. There's no, there's no Fifth Amendment in isometric language. <laughs> so, I forgot. You're right. I really have thought a lot about that, Micah. Like, just adding... I really thought about this for the special edition of Rev 60 to just add... So, like, you know, the girls go to the space station, they get out, and then just to have the game open on, like, a lurid <laughs> shot of, like, a, a male snow leopard, like, taking oh a shower gosh. for no reason. <laughs> it would be so homoerotic. Uh, and just throwing it there for no reason whatsoever is not connected to the plot it would be it's just hilarious. like yeah. it would i don't think a lot of people would get the 
Well, A, I don't yeah. want to make male sexuality a joke, which I think is right, another right, problem. Right, yeah. But I, I don't think most people would get it. So yeah, yeah. that's super. well. Maybe you can just you know do up a special version for all of us here. In yeah, yeah, because it's so yeah. easy. It's so easy to create yeah. for the for the Revolution sixty uh, Christmas special. It'll be the that's one that true. also has Georgia's panda in it when she gets to you, drawing you could, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It could be like you know the the suit after that he's going to be wearing would be a panda suit. When he takes off his panda suit, he hops in the shower and. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> oh. okay. But the funniest thing is that people would really notice that that's out of place, and why would that? Why are we adding right. this in? Whereas we were, people were really pretty um, unknowing. Like it's an interesting thing of how things change. You look back at shows that were on twenty years ago or even older, and you're like, "Wow, there's that's so many levels of wrong," and. Mm-hmm. Which is great to show the differences and how we're becoming a little bit more aware. Our eyes are being more open to different perspectives to things. Hence, our podcast. Wow. Well well said, mm. Georgia. Thank you. Thank you, I, I do have to say, I, I, I see the future and I see us talking about these wider issues and not just in the game industry, but like, you know, talking about workplace really? situations. I like yes. this idea. Really. I, yeah. I see us. I the see us. Bright. I see. I see something happening. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah. Hmm. I okay. like I like this teaser. Yeah. OK. Well, in a ominous. podcast. Where gaming with perspective takes on a new direction. Takes on a new perspective. Well, we need to we need to have uh, we need to have Micah go to a rave for eight hours so he can do the inner world thing again for us. Right. You're, yes, I got to go shout for a really long time. Wait, were you hoarse because you were at a rave? In, in my in my head cannon, he was. <laughs> well, why should I be the only one that has dirty lies made up about them? Yeah. True. True. It's only fair. <laughs> You know. I had never done that, Georgia. I don't need those those Country that West. kind of character assassination. <laughs> only only be, when it's related to Georgia Dow. That would, that would be below you. Uh, Very disappointed in you. Oh. Again. Oh. Again. Uh, should What's we, up should the we show? Speak, Let's get away. Speaking of which, should we get on to, to listener questions? And if if you send us stuff, we want to read it on the air. Keep it pithy. Keep it short. Keep it. Keep it something that I we love can that explain word. Say it. Pithy again, Bree. I got this from Bill O'Reilly. Say pithy so, one more time. Yeah. Pithy. And, and, and pithy. also, if you're sending us an email, like let us know that we can use your name and if we can read it on the no, air. If you said anything to me, I will send it out to the masses and broadcast <laughs> it on mass media. Don't trust Brianna Wu. That's, That's a joke. That's true. That's true. If you suddenly That's see true. yourself in a uh, Yeti suit. <laughs> Well, I still haven't seen the Georgia Dow syndrome in gaming on NPR, so I don't know if we can trust Georgia. I mean, Brianna Wu. <laughs> Stay tuned on this. I have been radio silent on this for a reason. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we have, we have one one DM question and then one uh, one voicemail that someone sent to the email. So we can do those, Excellent. and then we have we have a we do have again a backlog of voicemails that we're trying to get out of the Skype. Uh, voicemail box and we will get those next week we will we will um, we're been... gonna we're gonna get together we're yeah. gonna do better <laughs> we're gonna suck less right is what we're gonna now. do uh so Ooh. the, the tw- so cylinder tail asked us on twitter uh it's important an important question brie do you like brie the cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh. yeah it's so good 
Oh, I love it. It's so calorie-rific that I try not to eat a lot of it. But I, like, the first time I tried it, I was like, I could change my name to be spelled this way. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, of course I do. is way too long anyways. Right. I mean, you're not a monster. It. What I love about it is, like, if you understand anything about the way cheese is made, you probably wouldn't eat it. It's like uh, mushrooms. Like, do you know they grow mushrooms you buy at the grocery store in, like, piles of dung that they keep in a cave and then harvest it from it? So, like, if you know how cheese is made, like, similarly, you're just going to go, Ugh. But, you know, Brie, like, you can actually taste the mold that you're eating. And it's still good and awesome. So, yes, I endorse Brie A whole bunch of people are now the, off of Brie cheese. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the U.S. Dairy Board's going to be calling with, the, right. with some words. We can sponsor. They can. Don't worry. We can sponsor you on the show. So, Steve, I don't understand. So, there are two versions of Fire Emblem Fates. Okay. Oh, this is important. Okay. So, Fire Emblem, there is Birthright and there's Conquest. And they have slightly different stories and significantly different difficulties. Which one's easier? Birthright is easier. That's so what I want. Birthright is the one. That's the one I, I got. And apparently that's better for people who are new to Fire Emblem. There's also optional permadeath in the game, which. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. So your characters, you can allow, you can have it. It's optional, but you can have them. If they die in battle, they're gone. They're done. That's it. Do you die in real life, too? Uh, yes, like yes. And can you, confirm. And if you say Fire Emblem in the in the mirror three times, and they will come and snatch you away. <laughs> and feed you brie cheese. Yeah. Can I just tell our listeners, they're making a Ringu grudge mix-up movie <gasps> in that. Japan. So, do you like horror movies, Micah? Heck yes, I do. Well, okay, you know we need doesn't? to be besties. My boyfriend doesn't <laughs> like them, so I need somebody to watch them Okay, with. I, I, I love horror films. Do oh my gosh. I've seen both of them. Isometric Horror Film Fest. And, but I just you seen both, you've seen both preview. horror films? I've seen, I've seen The Grudge and The Ring, and I've seen the, the Korean-Japanese versions of them. Um, they're Korean. Anyways, and they're so much scarier. They're so much scarier. But I, I didn't watch the, the preview there because I was like, it was late at night. And I'm like, nah, that's testing fate. <laughs> I can't Can do I that. describe a horror film to you and see if you can name it? Because I cannot think of what it's called, but it's, it's a foreign horror film. I believe it's Japanese. And um, it's this doctor character who's in a hospital. And it's, it's all based in like, it's uh, color. Is, it plays a really important role. And like everyone's blood is red when the movie starts. But as uh, the the show progresses, people's blood and listeners. You can tweet at me if uh, nobody on the show gets this because I really need to remember what this what this. I think one that's is. Howard the Duck. No, stop. <laughs> but um, there, the blood turns green after a while, and basically the doctor is uh, concerned that everyone is becoming, uh, you know, ha- is getting this disease, and so he's like having to kill all of these people. And then at the end of the movie, um, the authorities like break into this hospital, and it turns out that the man just went insane, and he was killing a bunch of like people who weren't having any kind of diseases or anything. Um, he just thought that they were, so he like murdered an entire hospital. Um, of um, just, you know, normally sick people hmm. uh, because work got too hard. So does that sound familiar to either of you? It or doesn't, you, Steve? I but don't I want to see it. I want to see so it. Infection. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Are you are you Googling? <laughs> Would I do Infection. that? No, I'm Canadian. Uh, Japanese movie. I mean, Let's if she was see. Googling answers to a trivia question, she'd <gasps> have the it. Sonic coin out ready. <laughs> 
that's that's it infection uh so i that's one i recommend to everybody uh, oh except i just spoiled it oh crap yeah, you yeah. can't really you can't watch that oh, part. no i just spoiled it if you want to watch a really good um horror film that's kind of different and not the usual it's more sci-fi-ish interesting horror it's uh, let the right one in that's also really oh cool. that's excellent I like that. and oh, that's too, the yes. version. that's it's scary really cool i enjoyed it quite a lot so yep. I think I feel I just rewatched the uh, the thing, which is one of the best horror movies ever made. It is one, uh, one of the highest, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I think the 2011 remake of that with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has not gotten enough love. I, I really, you know, it's not a historically important horror movie the way that the original thing is, but it's a really, really, really good prequel. And uh, I just watched that this week. I like the mm. science fiction-y kind of horrors better than just a straight-up scare. Like, I like something that I have to... Um, oh, what's the movie with um, DiCaprio that... Howard the Duck. Shutter Island. That's it. Like, that kind of a thing, which is, like, creepy and cool at the same mm. time. Like, yeah, that was also pretty cool. Yeah. I like Shutter Island. Let's get to well. the second question. Yeah, so here's, so here's the voicemail. Here's <laughs> oh, yeah, the voicemail that we got. That? Scary movies. All right, here we go. Hello, Isometric Show. This is Jonathan in South Carolina. I'm a longtime listener since John Syracuse recommended your show in between toaster reviews. Uh, I've always loved the content, although I must say that since your show number 93, colon, bring Casey List to justice, (laughs) uh, I've got a lot of anxiety about koalas. Thank you, Micah and Frank. Uh, My question is this. I'm a dad and I work in an office a lot, and I've discovered Hans Zimmer's soundtracks to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Crisis 2. And Syracuse also recommended the Journey soundtrack by Austin Wintory, which is great. What game soundtracks would each of you recommend as rich, listenable background music outside of the game itself? And Georgia, no chocobos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that was great. Good question. That is one of the best questions yet. See how that was pithy? See how it was pithy? Good job, listener. I felt um, the pith. Uh, yeah, I have a I have a lot of answers, so I'll let, I'll let all of you go first. But um, especially specifically on Apple Music, because I've been that's been kind of my quest lately is to find uh, albums that are uh, video game soundtracks that are on Apple Music that I can listen to while I'm working. So, so I think I would say this: that if you'd like, um, if you'd like, uh, you know, Hans Zimmer soundtrack from Call of Duty, uh, I would really. I'm going to play some of them as we're going here. So, so the uh-huh. the Final Fantasy Tactics uh, soundtrack, which I'll play right here, is really one of the best uh, Final Fantasy soundtracks of all time. It's super listenable. It's exciting. It makes really good background music. Uh, Another one that I really, really, really love is the Parasite Eve soundtrack. Uh, It's a lot of piano. And it doesn't get enough. uh, You know, this is a series that originally uh, kind of premiered as like the cinematic RPG. Uh, so it's it's a really it's a game that is it's very very animated and it's very story heavy, but the soundtrack like uh, you know it's just absolutely amazing to listen to. So I don't know I can highly recommend those, especially Parasite Eve. So what about yeah. you? What about everyone else? Georgia, do you? I know what you're going to say, so I can chime in. But <laughs> go ahead. Well, because you're gonna, we're going to talk about Ori in the Blind Forest, right? It's it is great. It's a great yeah. soundtrack. It's really relaxing, enjoying. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, especially if you it. like Journey, if you like the Journey soundtrack, that is another one that's really good. It's really good for background music, and it's very, very, kind of very good um, background music that you can kind of zone out and focus to. We also just spent all this time talking about Street Fighter. Brave Wave just put out the uh, definitive Street Fighter Two soundtrack. Yeah, but that's not good yeah. music. That's not really it's well. Not. It's, yeah, it's it's good to listen to sometimes if you're kind of you know if you're in the mood for something a little bit more upbeat or something like okay. that. It, I I think it's just worth mentioning that it's out there on Apple Music and you can listen to it. Also, uh, Symphony Symphony Night, the Mass Effect soundtracks are all on Apple. Mass Music Mass Effect also. is good. Yes, yeah. especially and, the Normandy. Yeah, so and you can get all three, and then there's like this extended cut which still has extra music from Mass Effect Three. I don't know what why it wasn't in the original soundtrack, but that's there too. So, um, and I'll put all links to all that in the show notes. Um, and those I believe are I mean these all the ones I mentioned are on Apple Music. So, but you can get those usually on Spotify and stuff like that too. Um, or you can just listen to it on YouTube, yeah. like someone who's under the <laughs> age of thirty. <laughs> I only watch Hearthstone videos on YouTube. I don't use that. Oh, for okay, else. okay, right. <laughs> uh, Micah, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, to that uh, I was just going to say uh, Final Fantasy music. Of course, yeah. is is incredible that to is listen so to in true. the background. Except my husband uses it as his alarm music, and oh, so now would... I'm I have a little bit You've of a negative trained, reaction yeah. to when I hear my my favorite uh, Final Fantasy do 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 do, and I'm like, oh no, I have to wake up. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that feel because I used to do. Yes. <laughs> I love Inst- it. That is yes. good. Go ahead, yeah. Micah. Go I was ahead. just going to say, instead of uh, doing like the normal uh, alarms, I used to do you know songs, and then I realized that it started to make me hate the songs because <laughs> of you know the, the association there. So I stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is probably going to make everyone go what? But any Legend of Zelda soundtrack I really what? like to listen to. I know. I knew, I knew Brie would be the one to what me. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because, like, I can picture myself walking along and, like, I know right where I am in the in the map. And so it's kind of fun to just picture that, like, in the background. So it, it's tasks like, I don't know, reading or doing things where I don't have to put too much, um, like, front frontal thought i guess into them um and so i can like have this little adventure in the back of my head while i'm doing whatever it is i'm doing yeah. uh so that's why i like the legend of zelda soundtrack but yeah final fantasy or the legend of zelda i should mention too that that there's a band called bit brigade that does like rock versions uh rock rock orchestrated versions of like uh zelda and metroid and Mega Man and the, again the you know depending on what kind of music you like when you're listening when you're working those could either be good or bad but they're really really good and if you look on uh they do performances where they have somebody speed running the game while they're performing the soundtrack which is especially the Mega Man 1 in particular is a uh, Mega Man 2 is, is amazing i mean just just the combination of watching somebody speed running and on top of that them performing the soundtrack to the game in real time and then you know switching up when they hit to a bo- hit a boss battle and stuff like that it's it's fantastic that's really cool so so, so before yeah. we go i cannot okay yes. i looked at my itunes library i've listened to the following song 1400 times <laughs> oh my god is that possible that is, is, yes. is it is it the ninja rap This is from Far Cry Blood Dragon. This is called Power Core. I love this song. It's two minutes long. It is 80s-tastic. And it just, if you, uh, you know, especially because when you're coding, it's a it's a very get-into-your-groove kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's good. And I just, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. oh, I love this song. Yeah. 
It's like it's 1980, right? Right. It's very well. Very you can imagine it, yeah. Micah. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> it was this magical time. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Feel. I feel like I should go out and play laser tag like right yeah. now. Steve, we should do uh, that. We should get some laser tag guns off eBay, and like the Woo should hunt your family. Like, <laughs> there, there's a pl- there's a place right by my house. Let's go do it. The Woo should hunt. We could do family. it. There's a place right by my house. The kids have been begging me to go, and there's a there, there's a deal or no deal machine in the uh, in the oh, lobby. Oh, so you get it for yeah. One. I live. I am like waiting for the day when I get to play deal or no deal with my isometric family. <gasps> oh, I can't wait to. And uh, there's a there's another arcade near me. I don't remember if I told you this or not. There's an arcade near me that has a working Time Crisis Three machine. <gasps> okay, this has to happen. You need to come up. You need to come up and visit. Okay, okay, yeah. Micah, do you have a car? Uh, of course. <laughs> or can you steal a car? <laughs> Both. Oh, I thought you were going to steal Micah's car. No, no, no. You've got to come. Like, let's go do this. Let's go. Come on. We will not stop until you are like on the floor with tickets flying all over your body. <laughs> this sounds like the best thing that with, could happen. With people staring at you like you have problems. I, I'm, I'm ready. My body is ready. All right. All right. Uh, and then we could do the, uh, they have the Star Wars Podracer um, arcade machine also, which is, is only interesting when you're doing it like in the Podracer in the arcade and not when you're playing it at home because I made that mistake. <laughs> I can imagine they're a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. You you need you need to be feeling like Sebulba in re- in order to really enjoy that game. But can I can I read out? We have a new review on on. Yeah, please please go ahead for for the show. Which thank you so much. So for I wanted it. to say thank you to Piccolo Turner, um, so much. Pic- sorry, Piccolo Tuner, so much for sending out a review. Um, we haven't gotten one in a while, so that makes us sad. So I appreciate you spending the time to give us one. And he says, I'll just give you a little piece to it. Micah has oh. mad improv skills, and he knows how to channel that energy to mesh with the team. Yes, Aww. yes, it is. yes. Great Aww. addition. And he also says that the new Q&A segment is super, and I'm totally on board, which gives us more Frank the Tank. So Heck yeah. Thank you so very much for sending out a thank review. You. If anyone else does, we will uh, you know, try to read it out during the show if we can, and we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, that's really so and, sweet. And it's probably worth mentioning that if you do like the Q&A section, we can only do that if you are calling <laughs> or writing in. Um, so you can do that by either calling 339-368-8319, um, or you can send a, an audio attachment to uh, feedback at isometricshow.com, or you could send us a written question as well. Just try to, you know, keep keep it... Keep it pithy. Yeah, keep it keep it short <laughs> so that we can we can get to answering the question. But keep the pith. And let us know if if, it's, if you're writing in. Let us know if we can uh, read that on the air. And uh, you know you can also go and rate and review the show on iTunes, and that is super helpful. You can also find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm/isometric or at isometricshow.com. And uh, we are, as always, part of the Amazing Relay FM network, where you can hear uh, Bree's other show, Rocket. You can hear Casey Liss, if, assuming that he has not uh, dominated the world and compelled you to do so. You can go listen to him on Analog and all, a lot of other wonderful tech shows. And you can, but, of but course— But mostly Rocket. But mostly, mostly Rocket, Rocket which yeah. is a great show yeah. with women that support each other. Like, seriously, I've never had a crossword with Christina in my life. She's great. What about that Simone character? Lots of crosswords with that one. I have is hot death between the two of us, Micah. (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, Simone literally spends most of her day playing a game where you literally stare people in the back. So you yeah, know. yeah. Simone needs to watch her Be mouth. Careful. That's all I had to say <laughs> about Simone watch your mouth. Don't uh, mess with isometric mama. Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Brie, where can people find you? I'm on the Sci Fi channel. I can finally announce this. Yay. I'm on the Sci Fi. Oh my God. So what? they. They they made a, an episode of a show that's all about me that's going to be coming up soon. So they hired, they brought me into the studio, and they hired an actress, Brianna, to play me. And I can't wait to find out who it is. What I hope is she's show? a really bad actress. That is my hope. I hope she is like, Ar- I hope they cast her like Armika in the studio, and she's a terrible actress telling my dumbest story of my whole life. That is my hope for this show. So, yeah. Very proud of this. I won't watch it when it comes on. What? Oh, congratulations, Bree. No, you don't congratulate someone for being part of a horror story, a cautionary tale <laughs> for today's youth about the horrors of the internet. That's not congratulations. That's... You're on sci-fi. It doesn't matter what you're on. Yeah. That's, That's right, it. I That's all am. That matters. I didn't That's hear right. anything you said after that. I was just like, sci-fi, come on. I heard, wow, 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 sci-fi. That's this it. is That's my it. hope. I hope they, they I hope uh, The Expanse will come on, which is the best show on television. So good. And then it's followed by the dumbest story on television. <laughs> That's my hope. Like a power block of entertainment uh, right there. Do they still show that, that alien abduction show with uh, Jonathan Frakes on the Sci-Fi channel? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, guys, I have to tell you this too. So I was in the studio the day that they were casting the gamers <laughs> sending me death threats. I'm out there and I'm like, I'm looking at all these actors. They're out there auditioning. And I'm like, Oh, oh my. Like, 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 oh, I hope they get that really hot guy to send me death threats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope my, 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 oh, yeah, like ridiculously hot. I was like, man, I wish, like, this is what Paxis look like. Like, this would be, this would be awesome. So, you can imagine that that's the case. Maybe it'll make it a tiny bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, sorry that's okay <laughs> georgia where can people find you and and where can they go look, what get your videos to learn how to have an anxiety <laughs> what just happened steve succumbed to anxiety i think yes <laughs> um you can find me on twitter it's at georgia underscore dow and because the at georgia dow was already taken by another Aww. therapist um yeah it's true by a therapist <laughs> All right, we've got some work to do. Yeah, I, I think you need to to uh, administer some serious therapy to get that name. I I could try. Therapy I don't know. Don't our powers then like you know some fist each other? therapy? You need to therapy with extreme prejudice is what yeah. you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> therapy. And you, do Georgia with, Dow fist therapy. We're dealing with anxiety. We uh, or sleep issues, and we're going to have a new parenting section that's different than Bree's parenting section, but she's <laughs> making a rival parenting section at anxiety dash videos.com so a listener dm'd me this weekend a really good suggestion for my plan to put out a, a segment of videos called more anxiety 
videos.com. So their idea, because like you gave me a copy of one of yours, would be just to take the your video oh and then just dub over it oh with me gosh. and Frank doing all the voices for That's it. That's hilarious. That would be amazing. Can you please? That would be, that would be great. And I should, if anyone buys my DVD on like April 1st, we should stop <laughs> Yeah. It'll be some great stuff. Like use the hashtag. You, you send out the real one. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Use the hashtag Gamergate. That's a really big one. Uh, keep oh. guns in your house. Oh. Drink. Yeah. What is happening? Beyond a podcast. Oh, this is Brianna how to be Wu. Inc. Okay. I was like, what? Yes. What? Did do we break Bree? I get it now. <laughs> I think we broke you, Micah. So, Micah, where can people find you? Uh, you know, I am a little broken because I was just talking about how I was wearing chaps that didn't have a like rump coverage so yeah there's something wrong with me uh if but you, you that's because you have mad improv skills right you can yeah. just go with that i just go with the flow man uh so if you want to find me going with the flow man and um having existential crises you can find me at micah sergeant where i'm actually probably just tweeting my thoughts on voyager as i watch so yeah, yeah. All right, so thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, isometric workers, transform and roll out. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go! go. <laughs>